we're missing, you know, the right man to pick, the right woman to pick. Mm -hmm. We're missing it. And there mm -hmm. are all these conversations on the alpha male and, mm -hmm. you know, the submissive woman and all these things, but we're missing the root of what we need to yeah. have a successful relationship. Mm -hmm. So what do you guys feel like the disconnect is right now in the culture when it comes to relationships? They are misconstruing gender roles mm -hmm. with tasks. A wife is like a plant and the plant has to be planted in the right environment. Mm -hmm. If if the plant is dying, you don't blame the plant. Mm -hmm. You blame its environment. environment, you blame the soil. Hey you guys, welcome to In Totality, a place where we celebrate authenticity and openness. We're here for those who are willing to explore, those who embrace imperfections, and for those with open hearts and minds. I'm excited to embark on this journey with you, and while I can't predict every twist and turn, I'm certain that God will be by our side with every step of obedience. Welcome to In Totality with me, your host, Megan Ashley. What's up, you guys? Welcome back to another episode of In Totality. I am your host, Megan Ashley, and I am here with some special guests, MJ and Amanda Pittman. What's How up? How are you guys? Oh, so good. Happy I'm to doing be here. Man, I'm happy that you guys are here. Yeah. Like, I'm so excited. Yeah. I'm it, thrilled. It's going to be awesome. I'm yeah. really excited. Yeah, even having for... some, like, really great conversations. I know. Even in the kitchen. Yes. So I know. Like... I think, I feel like I need to do, like, a kitchen series. Yes. <laughs> I was actually thinking that when we're in the kitchen. I'm like, somebody needs to do. Like, we need to do a kitchen yeah. series Most and just definitely. mic everybody up. Because we have, we're having, like, the best conversations mm -hmm. in the kitchen. But it, um. It also just, it, it's more evident um, in evidence that A, God is choosing the right people to be here mm -hmm. because our, our conversations off camera are yeah. still filled with him, mm. are still Jesus-centered. Yeah. And so mm -hmm. that, it just, it warms me to know that um, God has let the right people to totally. be on this platform yeah. totally. because our conversations aren't different than yeah. what they are here. Right. So I yeah. just, I just love that. And, and I'm so thankful. Yeah. And I can even feel a tangible difference walking into your home. Mm. I just felt the peace of God here. Wow. I felt the presence of God, wow. you know, even overhearing you speak, I was like, this, this is where God loves to dwell. Wow. So I just wanted to say that. Thank you. Yes. You know, that's crazy. Cause I was praying today. I said, um, just praying for this day and just mm -hmm. praying for the um, the podcast and praying for you guys and everyone that was coming today. And I just said, God, I just pray that from the second they enter in the home, mm -hmm. that they feel your presence mm -hmm. and that they feel something different. And so for you to feel, and I didn't tell you that until yeah. just now. And so um, I'm thankful. Wow. I'm thankful because this is a place where, where God has met me. Mm -hmm. Yeah, This is a place where he has mm -hmm. comforted me. This is a place where he has restored me mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. in this home. He has showed me his love in a way that I've never experienced before. And so anybody that comes through the doors of my house, I want them to feel that because that's where that, this is the place where it was produced, you know what yeah. I mean? And so I want them to feel that. So I'm so thankful. Yeah. I'm thankful you guys are here. Uh, it's cool mm -hmm. that it was like produced out of the overflow, right? Yeah. Because he gave you comfort, but there was so much comfort to give that- yeah. Even two people walking into your home for the first time yeah. could feel that same level yeah. of comfort. We were on your couch, like, oh man, this is comfy. comfy. <laughs> 
The spirit of El Shaddai uh-huh. comes yes. on uh-huh. when you sit on that couch. So. Slaying on the couch. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes. So I'm, ho- I'm so excited. Um, I I was introduced to you guys on social media. I, I saw Amanda's um, content and I saw you guys did another podcast together um, on the Dear Future Wifey podcast. And I just loved everything that you guys said. And um, I get so many people that ask me about relationships and relationship advice and I know that that was something that people wanted on this pod on this podcast, and um, I wanted godly relationships. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. That totally. godly, godly centered relationship. So I just want you guys to kind of tell the audience, introduce yourself to the audience um, of in totality, and you know what, how you guys met, just your story, yeah. how you have this strong rooted godly marriage because it's lacking right now in our culture. So yeah. yeah. So Michael and I met in an 8 a.m. art of acting class in college at SMU. Um, What's interesting is that I was in a horribly toxic relationship that I had carried on from high school. And the Lord had just been pursuing me and doing everything he possibly could to get me out of this relationship, Mm. but I wouldn't let it go. And then I had the nerve to like wag my finger at God and say, God, how could you let me experience so much pain Um, and I, I was just so short-sighted during that time, but it it took so much out of me. I was just, um, broken down so much by that. Um, and so by the time Michael and I had met, we were just friends because I was still in a relationship. Um, but if I'm being honest, I was looking for a way out. Mm. I'm just saying like, it's like at some point you have to come to the end of yourself and realize all these things that you tried will come up dry. Mm, You know, sometimes you get so much, um, I don't know what the word is for it, but like the bias of when you've put so much in, you don't want to cut your losses. Yeah, Yeah. It's like I've invested too much, too much time. I've invested so much, all these years, all this pain, at what point is it going to get better? And it never did. And at some point I just got fed up. Um, And also in that the Lord was, was meeting me, Mm -hmm. like he was drawing me back to himself. And so it was around that time that I left that relationship and um, Michael and I started becoming friends. You can share more about that. (laughs) Yeah. So we started dating and we, for me, I was always the type of person who said I wanted to get married early. Mm -hmm. I had seen my parents get married early and my grandparents. So it wasn't foreign to me, the idea of getting married when you're 20 years old. Now, when I think about it, I'm like, I would encourage any 20 year old to get married. I say that all the time. I I thought to myself, we had the grace of God on our lives for sure. And marriage has actually been really awesome, but we got an opportunity to grow up with one another Mm -hmm. and we got married, I guess it was about a year and a half after we had started dating. We were engaged in about a year married while we were in college. So Mm -hmm. that was pretty unique. Mm -hmm. And I believe that for us, we've always valued healthy communication. Mm -hmm. We started a YouTube channel when we were in college and we had my MacBook Pro or whatever. No lighting. No lighting (laughs) in the dorm room. Just fuzzy. (laughs) The the videos are still there for us to look back on. Yes. I love that. Absolutely. And gosh, it's been so faithful with us and to us. And Mm -hmm. 
I mean, when I think about, like I said, communication being one element of a healthy relationship, Mm -hmm. another healthy element of a relationship that I believe is kindness Mm. as well. I think that you can love someone and not necessarily be kind to them. Wow. And I am so grateful for not just God's love, Mm -hmm. but God's kindness. Mm -hmm. And we do our best to show that to one another. Wow. And I'll also say that my relationship with Michael was so drastically different than any other relationship I had been in. I mean, at first I struggled with a whole lot of unworthiness because Mm. I was so used to toxicity that I thought it was normal. Mm. And um, I had to learn to receive kindness, receive um, just the kind of love that he he emulated and he showed. And I I thought that I didn't deserve it. And it was actually being in a relationship with him that renewed my view of God. Wow. Because so much of my view of God was tainted because I was in a toxic relationship and I was looking for worth and validation. And that was never given to me. I was always just used and and all of that. But with Michael, it's like he didn't try to sleep with me before we were married. Wow. And not only that, but he always can continue to communicate value to me even when I'm like, I don't feel like I'm worthy. I don't mm. feel like I'm good enough. Um, and that really, really renewed my view of self and renewed my view of God. And I recognized, oh, wow, God's love is not based on these conditions, yeah. right? Yeah. Like it, yeah. it's it's based on the choice that that God makes yeah. to love us. Um, and so that was, that was a stark difference for me. And yeah. I even had to learn how to deal with conflict correctly because mm. before <laughs> I was just used to toxicity mm. yeah. and so I'm just like oh this is this is what we're about to do and he's like this is what we're not about <laughs> okay <laughs> this is what we're not doing this is what we're not doing <laughs> oh you speak with me on that type of tone with that type of tone we we done wow I told but you that from the had, very beginning nobody had ever told me that before wow. and I was like oh okay get wow. right or get left yeah <laughs> <laughs> wow And we're back on Dealing Together, where we help good people who fell for bad deals. First caller? I had to buy three identical sweaters to get the fourth free. Oh, you got fleeced. Next caller, what's your deal? I paid for 20 tanning sessions, but had to use them in a month. Now I'm orange. Ooh, you got burned. Next caller? I traded in my old Samsung at AT AT&T for a new Samsung Galaxy S24+. Hmm, how's that bad? I got to choose from their best plans. So what went wrong? Nothing went wrong. And you're calling to... To request a song? You want a song. Of course. The choice is yours. Our best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Offers vary by device. Subject to change. S24 plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash Samsung for details. So tell me what that was like transitioning from a toxic relationship where you had adapted to so much toxicity Mm -hmm. and in your responses and the way that you were able to receive love. How did you guys navigate through that? Because it takes time. Mm -hmm. Like I I know for myself personally, um, I feel like God had brought me to a season recently where he was like, I just need time with you alone Mm -hmm. before I can allow you to be in any type of relationship Mm -hmm. because I don't think I would be able to receive it well Mm -hmm. because there has been so much damage, you know, that I, I need to learn how to steward my responses better and, Mm -hmm. and stuff like that. And so, and I, and I desire to have healthy responses and, and not 
fall back into those like toxic responses. So what was that like? What was that journey like for you guys yeah. to, to navigate through that? Mm. So my story is a lot less conventional and <laughs> not as perfect. Um, Michael had been single for a while, but I tell people all the time, I really didn't have a true single season as an adult. Mm. So I'm 30 now. Um, Michael and I got married at 20. We started dating when I was 19. Mm. Oh, wow. Um, and so, and before that, you know, I was in a relationship and, you know, I would, I had broken up with that person. It was a, a few months later, I got in a relationship with him. And I do think that that's less than ideal, less than what's best for most people. I mm-hmm. think most people need to have time to heal mm-hmm. um, and do things right. But what I will say is that God redeemed that situation for me and he allowed me to learn in real time through relationship. Mm-hmm. Because a lot of times when we have unhealthy habits, we don't unlearn those unless we see differently and we get to practice in real time. Mm-hmm. And so all of the things that have been pruned out of me that are just very off-putting mm-hmm. have all been in the context of relationship where somebody can say, hey, Amanda, you your breast stinks. You know what I mm-hmm. mean? Hey, you got spinach in your teeth. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow, I wouldn't have known that, you yeah. know? And mm-hmm. so that, I would say, actually helped me a lot. Um but I wouldn't say it's ideal for yeah. everyone. I'm not saying that that's the model. Yeah. I think people need to take time to heal. And I think you um, were blessed because you had somebody that was patient and kind with you. Because right. You know what I mean? And yeah. I was willing to kind of endure that time of you transitioning out of that those cycles and habits. And yeah. I don't think that um, – I think a lot of times people aren't patient with people's healing. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like yeah. they're not patient enough. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They just want you to hurry up and – change sure i'm telling you it's wrong so fix it and it's like when you are when you have been in cycles of Mm -hmm. toxic responses and toxic um just relationships like when Mm -hmm. that has been fed to you Mm -hmm. it takes time Mm -hmm. and it takes a merciful god to Mm -hmm. to heal those things but i feel like we're not as patient you know in love as Mm -hmm. as we should be yeah. I think that's what makes your story so different, too. I would agree. Yeah, I'm just curious for you, when God told you that, do you feel like it was in the context of platonic and love yeah, relationships? I think, it I, think, was both? I think it was both. I think when it comes to platonic, I think, I think it's <laughs> learning, again, I talked about this on another episode, but just learning how to trust myself again. Mm. Mm. That I'm getting in the right relationships, mm. both platonic <laughs> and romantic. Mm. Sure. And that it has taken, you know, last year took an extreme hit to my confidence mm. in those areas, yeah. you know, and mm. learning. And I think that that's a trick of the enemy, too, to keep you paralyzed in that. Yeah. Like, all right, are you sure? You know what you did last time. Mm-hmm. Right. You're not you're you're the problem. Mm-hmm. So you don't deserve to be in a relationship. Mm. You know, that person left you or that per you know or whatever and so i'm trying to learn i'm not trying to learn i'm trying to trust god in helping me trust in what he's putting in me so that mm. i can make better decisions on who to be in relationships with yeah and it takes time i think yeah yes. and what i would tell you or even somebody who may be listening that may be walking through a similar season is to ensure you don't take the wrong lessons from a bad outcome. Mm. Because sometimes you could actually do all of the right things mm. and still get 
an outcome you didn't mm -hmm. want. And then you can think that it was the methodology behind it that was mm -hmm. wrong when there was no, it was just the outcome. Mm -hmm. Like, for instance, if you got your life savings mm -hmm. and you went to Vegas and put it all on 27 black mm -hmm. and it hit, does that mean that it was the right decision? Right. No, it was the right. It was the right outcome, outcome right. but the methodology was wrong. Yeah. So what I would also just encourage people with is just to take a look at your methodology mm. beyond just the outcome of what happened. Yeah. Because whenever you do that, you can discern if you actually even did something wrong to begin mm -hmm. with or if there's anything that yeah. you actually don't need to change and you need to stay I stay think that's too. the thing is knowing both. Mm -hmm. It's holding yourself accountable for the parts that you played that yeah. weren't right. Sure. Mm -hmm. And I think I think um I've always hated disappointing people. Like ever since mm -hmm. I was little I can remember like hating that feeling of like disappointing people or not, you know, or just yeah, just letting somebody down or mm -hmm. upsetting someone or anything like I hate that feeling. And, um, so I, but I'm grateful that I had a mom that always taught me how to have self-awareness and self-accountability. So I never am a victim of anything. Like mm. I always see the role that I play. Mm. Factors, delicious, ready to eat meals, make eating better every day easy. Wherever tomorrow takes you, be ready with pre-prepared, chef-crafted, and dietitian approved meals delivered right to your door. You'll have over 35 different options a week to choose from, including keto, calorie smart, vegan and veggie, and more. There's even more to enjoy with over 55 nutrition pack add-ons to help make your weekly meal planning even more delicious. What are you waiting for? Get started today and have a feel-good week of meals ready to go. Fuel up fast with Factor's restaurant-quality meals that are ready to heat and eat whenever you are. Snacks, smoothies, and more. Discover a wide variety of easy options for the entire day, like breakfast, midday bites, and more. Sign up and save. We've done all the math. Factor is less expensive than takeout, and every meal is dietitian approved and nutritious and delicious. Factor is the perfect solution if you're looking for fast, upscale options done easily. Flexible for your schedule. Get as much or as little as you need by choosing 6 to 18 meals a week. Plus, you can pause and reschedule your deliveries anytime. No prep, no mess meals. Factor meals are 100% ready to eat, so there's no prepping, cooking, or cleanup needed. Head to factormeals.com slash totality50 and use code totality50 and get 50% off. That's code totality50 at factormeals.com slash totality50 to get 50% off. All right, guys, back to the show. All right, guys, before we continue on with this episode, just a quick announcement. Black representation in media is super important to our community as it promotes diversity, challenges stereotypes, and allows for more authentic storytelling. It helps foster a sense of belonging and can positively impact societal perceptions and breaking down biases. Tabitha Brown, Ava DuVernay, Viola Davis, Issa Rae, all have made significant contributions to film, television, and media paving the way for more diversity and inclusion. The next generation of influential Black voices can be found on NPR's new collection, Black Stories, Black Truths. Black Stories, Black Truths is a celebration of Blackness from NPR. Each of NPR's Black voices are a distinct, 
varied and nuanced as the Black experience itself. In the Black Stories, Black Truths collection, you'll hear stories of joy, resilience, empowerment, and creating world-shifting things out of struggle. Every episode is a living account about what it means to be Black today, told from a unique Black perspective. From Bobby Shmurda to The Wire, Michelle Obama to reparations, there's no limit to the range of Black stories and Black truths. I recently listened to an episode titled The Civil Rights Generation. The show gives a deeper look into the stories beyond the history book providing first-hand accounts of what happened from the people who actually lived it. Black perspectives haven't always been centered in the telling of America's story. Now, they are the story. In NPR's Black Stories, Black Truths, you'll find a collection of some of NPR's best podcast episodes celebrating the Black experience. Hear a feed of episodes from across NPR's podcasts that center Black voices. It's NPR's Noir. Turn on NPR today and hear a range of voices that are varied, nuanced, and Black. Stories should never be about us without us. Listen now to Black Stories, Black Truths from NPR wherever you get podcasts. All right, guys, back to the show. But the problem sometimes that happens is I only see the role that I play. Right. Right. I don't see anything else. I don't see the right that I've played. I only see the wrong that I've played. And then I don't see the person, I don't see their participation. I just see me. And I think that there has to be a healthy way to steward that because you do need self accountability and yeah. self awareness, but don't, but not allowing the enemy to turn that into self hate mm-hmm. and turn that into doubt in, in, in hating yourself and not trusting, you know, yourself, mm-hmm. which I don't want to trust Megan. I want to trust what God does through me. And I don't really, because I can't trust myself. If you leave me to myself, the Bible says the heart is deceitful above all. Most definitely. Right? So I don't want to be like, oh yeah, I can try, like have all this confidence in me. I want to have confidence in what God is doing in me. And that sometimes is a hard balance. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's just like, the reality of this walk with Christ, that's hard for me right right now in this season of my life, that feels hard. Well, Mm -hmm. and I think that that's where, Discipleship and community and a board of trusted advisors comes into play. Like I think about Amanda and I's relationship, I had the self-awareness to know I'm 20 (laughs) with hormones. (laughs) She's fine. (laughs) It is possible (laughs) that I could be seeing things through rose-colored glasses. Mm -hmm. So what even gave us the confidence and our parents the Mm -hmm. confidence to allow for us to even get married was I said, okay, even if I'm off, mm-hmm. I'm going to bring her around Ben Jones, mm-hmm. who was discipling me at the time. Mm-hmm. I'm going to bring her around Earl and Onika, who were our pastors at the time. Mm-hmm. I'm going to bring her around my mom. Mm-hmm. I'm going to bring her around my auntie who ain't even saved but she kind of crazy <laughs> you always get that one auntie yeah, yeah, that ain't really saved it's like lord just let her in the gate because she was the one who kept it real yes yeah. she was yeah. like let auntie, her in lord auntie will, my, my, auntie, my auntie will just be like why are you talking to me i don't like you oh. like, she, like she will keep her so after i had brought amanda through the gauntlet <laughs> and she came out unscathed then it gave me confidence to trust myself mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. I didn't. Yeah. So that's yeah. one thing that I would say that kind of aligns with what you mentioned yeah. and also overlaps with our story. Yeah. I love that. I love that. I think people need to hear more stories like this that I was in, 
in a pattern of toxic whatever mm -hmm. and because someone patiently loved me and was mm -hmm. kind how it brought you out of that mm -hmm. and it was it was showing the mercy of God and the kindness of God like you mm -hmm. saw God in a different way because of how he loved you mm -hmm. and I think that that's the thing that I feel is missing so much mm -hmm. in relationships and we talked mm -hmm. about this a little bit on on our zoom mm -hmm. but we're missing the right person you know the right man to pick the right woman to pick mm -hmm. We're missing it. And there mm -hmm. are all these conversations on the alpha male and, mm -hmm. you know, the submissive woman and all these things, but we're missing the 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 root of what mm -hmm. we need to yeah. have a successful relationship yeah, and to have a thriving marriage, not just a marriage that, you know, exists, mm -hmm. but like thriving, like you're yeah. growing more in love. You're growing more in patience. You're growing more in kindness. Like, mm -hmm. We don't, ha I don't see that yeah. as much as I see the other. So yeah. what do you guys feel like the disconnect is right now in the culture when it comes to relationships? Okay. So my personal opinion, you can totally give your take, but my personal <laughs> yeah. opinion is that so many men are not fulfilling their responsibility as men, as godly men to be who God has called them to be. Yeah. And because of that, women are doing a lot like what you were saying. Like I, I'm taking on more of the blame. I'm taking on more of mm. the burden than I need to. And this is not on any man hating spirit because mm. I, I honor my husband. I, you know, I honor masculine headship. I yeah. love it. I, I, I think we need it in our society, but when it's lacking, mm -hmm. when, when the standard is so low, when the bar is so low that, you know, a man knows, Hey, a, a woman will compromise her values. She won't listen to her friends to be with me. Uh, she'll leave her faith to be with me. Mm. She'll, she'll give me whatever I want. He knows, okay, the bar is low. I don't have to, I don't have to go higher. Mm. I don't have to have a standard. Right. I don't have to have a standard. Um, and for me, the first time I experienced a different standard was with him. And then I realized, wow, I actually had a huge potential that I wasn't reaching simply because of men in my life. Wow. And I truly believe when men stand up to be who God has called them to be, the majority of women will do what they're supposed to do to yeah. carry that. You know, and, and I, I heard an incredible sermon one time um, about marriage. And they were saying, you know, a wife is like a plant. And the plant has to be planted in the right environment. Mm -hmm. If if the plant is dying, you don't blame the plant. Mm -hmm. You blame its environment. environment. You blame the soil. Yeah. Um, and so husbands, husbands are that that soil for their marriage, for their family. And if their hearts are postured towards the Lord, and if they're leading as they're supposed to, their wives will thrive. Yeah. Their children will thrive. Um, and there was an incredible statistic mm -hmm. about. Um, if a, if a woman, uh, if a wife loves the Lord and goes to church, their children are, I don't know, maybe around 17% more likely to love the Lord and go to church. But if the father does, if the father's praying and going to church, the kids are, I want to say like 93, 94%, wow. 94 or something like that. Yeah. yeah. Wow. The, the statistics are staggering when men stand up and be who they're supposed to be. So do women. So wow. do children. That's why there's such an attack on men in our culture. Wow. That's what I would say. And there's that. attack on them in multiple ways. Yes. Yeah. And we're seeing it in mm -hmm. multiple ways. Yeah. 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 I would say one challenge I believe the culture is experiencing with relationships is 
they are misconstruing gender roles mm-hmm. with tasks. Mm. So what that looks like is for a man, mm-hmm. your objective standard, if you are going to be a husband, is to operate in five categories for your home. Profit, priest, king, provider, protector. Mm. A prophet and a priest actually stand in the same position. Mm. They just look different ways. A prophet speaks to the people on behalf of God, Mm -hmm. and the priest speaks to God on behalf of the people. Mm. So as a man, you have to be able to go to God Mm -hmm. on behalf of your family Mm -hmm. while also giving vision and direction to Mm -hmm. your family on behalf of God. Mm -hmm. Kings govern, and that's what a man is supposed to do in his Mm -hmm. household as well. Be judicious. Govern, make sure everything is running right in the household, Mm -hmm. as well as providing and protecting. Mm -hmm. And if these characteristics sound familiar, it's because Jesus is our prophet, Mm -hmm. our priest, Mm -hmm. king of kings, lord of lords, Mm -hmm. and he provides and protects us. And Mm -hmm. so if men just modeled the character of Jesus, (laughs) the character of Jesus to his bride, Mm -hmm. then that would in turn create a healthier family structure. Yeah. Mm -hmm. For the culture that we are experiencing today. Yeah. Because m- many times what we hear is, oh, men do this. Women mm-hmm. submit. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. we- men mow the line. Women cook and clean. Yeah. But the reality is that if you got enough bread, you can outsource all of those things. Yep. But you can't outsource priest, prophet, mm. King, provider, protector. Wow. And so that's the objective standard that we have to hold on to. Mm -hmm. And I think that uh, when the culture begins to acquiesce to that, then we'll be further along. Do you feel that, so when when you say protect and provide, we hear those things. And a lot of men hear that and they think, yeah, like, I'll protect you. I'll be strong and fight for you, right, physically. And I'll provide. (laughs) Here's... The bills are paid. You got sure. food in it. Like what? And men think that that is enough. And sure. men think that that, as long as they're doing that, then they're in right standing with God because they're protecting and providing. Yeah. What does protect and provide mean in totality, though, as a husband? I don't believe there is protection or provision without presence. Mm. We do not serve a God who is so far beyond us that he cannot relate to Mm. us. We serve a God who came down to earth and his presence Mm -hmm. was with us. Yeah. I can tell you many stories of men who provide, but they are not present. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And thus that affects their ability to even protect. Yeah. Yep. Because if we keep it in a stack, (laughs) I haven't listened to all episodes of the podcast. So, I mean, (laughs) we keeping it real, real. Yeah. Go Listen then sometimes because men aren't present, then those who they are over, Mm -hmm. their woman, is not trying to ward off that which is trying to harm them. They're letting the door in Mm. if we're keeping it a stack. Mm -hmm. And so you don't even know what to protect your wife against because you're not present. You're not there. Wow. And so you can't have provision and protection in totality yeah. without being present. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. what I would say. Wow. And so, the, and, and 
how do you, when it comes to you guys' relationship, how do you provide and protect outside of the physical, like her mental, emotional, spiritual mm-hmm. health? Because I, I think that that, I feel like we're just lacking a lot of discipleship. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. For men and women. Yeah. Knowing the care. And, and I think too, just knowing the character of Christ more intimately and knowing and having like an intimate relationship with God so that you can be able to see and decipher mm-hmm. the character of the people that you're choosing. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. if your character is in no way aligned to the God <laughs> that I say I serve, yeah. what would, what business would I have being with you? Yeah. Facts. And I, and I tell people all this time, all the time because I have been married and being married and being divorced gives you a level of, of perspective that is different than just being married because I know how it can go wrong. Mm-hmm. Really? So it gives you a different level of wisdom mm-hmm. because I know how it went wrong. Mm-hmm. Not knowing the character of God and not having an intimate relationship with him, it's it leads you to a place almost impossible to be able to decipher who's the person that I'm supposed to be with because right. people get so infatuated with the idea of marriage because everybody wants yeah. to be couple goals, right? <laughs> Who doesn't? Mm-hmm. I would love to be married to a godly man and our marriage exemplify God and it'd be amazing. But some people are so after that that they don't understand that once you get into that covenant, what comes with that. Mm-hmm. And if you are not prepared and know how to fight spiritually, yeah. mm. you are not going to have a successful marriage. Or I mean, yeah. no, I won't say that. It will be very hard yeah. to have a thriving, successful marriage. This episode of In Totality is brought to you by McDonald's Best Burgers Ever. McDonald's classic burgers are hotter, juicier, and tastier than ever before. So much so that Hamburglar is on the loose. The patties are cooked to juicy perfection. The cheese is perfectly melted. The Big Mac has more special sauce in every bite. They're topped with a pillow soft golden bun. These are truly McDonald's best classic burgers ever. Or in the words of the Hamburglar, Rubble. Rubble. Try McDonald's best burgers ever at a McDonald's near you. Okay, guys, back to the show. If you right. think that you're going to wait until you're married and that's when you're going to have a relationship with God, yeah. that's when everything is going to be perfect. Uh, that's yeah. when all his bad habits are going to start. <laughs> Stop. That's when she's going to be submissive. Mm-hmm. If the character isn't there before, mm-hmm. it ain't going to show. It It might show up for a little bit, but it's not going to stay. <laughs> right. Do you know what I'm saying? But for I feel sure. like this is what we are seeing mm-hmm. because every other day someone's getting divorced. Yeah. Facts. I was telling Amanda that not that long ago, I was like, it's crazy to think about what it would be like to start over or to start anew. Mm -hmm. And it's intriguing to me because people don't go to the altar and say, yeah, I'm going to give this about eight years, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm going to give this about like 12 years. Like people go in with the disposition that this is going to be Forever. Yeah. And so I was telling her even yesterday, I Mm -hmm. I find it fascinating when people have the perspective that you and Mm -hmm. others have, because I feel that perspective is so valuable because here's what happens. Mm -hmm. What happens is people will leave their spouse because they like 85% of what their spouse does, but they don't like 15%. Mm -hmm. And then they see somebody who has the 15%, but they ain't got the 85%. -hmm. Anyway, which is why second marriages have a, a higher divorce rate than even first marriages yeah. because people aren't 
people are missing that I am the common denominator in this situation. Mm-hmm. They don't have self-awareness. Mm-hmm. They don't have... So um, I, I, I find that to be really interesting. Yeah. yeah. And to go back to what you were mentioning about what makes a difference whenever it comes to protecting spiritually and all of that, very practically, communication. Mm-hmm. Very practically, intimacy. Like just this morning, we got up super early. I mean, we get up every morning and we pray together um, and we were like, how was yesterday for you? What would make today a winning day for you? We pray, um, read the Bible. But this morning was a little bit different. We did it earlier because we're coming mm-hmm. here. Um, and Michael was being so vulnerable with me. He said, you know, I feel like the enemy was trying to attack me yesterday. Mm. He said, we weren't as connected yesterday because you were doing this, you're doing that. We didn't get a chance to really talk throughout the mm. day. Um, you were gone so much more. And I just felt like because you're absent, the enemy was trying to just create that loneliness in my heart, mm. that offense in my heart. And I just wanted to share that. And I was so grateful that he did because yeah. I didn't know where his heart was. Mm. And I was like, oh my goodness, let's get back on the same page. You know, yeah. like, let's talk about it. Like, let's, let's get on one accord. And it, our day started off on a clean slate and really yeah. strong. And so I I believe whenever you are trying to have a marriage that is in tune, like, and very unified, it comes from like a lot of touch points for communication and offering up vulnerability unprompted, Mm -hmm. doing it without asked. And that's something that we had to practice as of, of, as of recent. Mm -hmm. Um, I remember asking Michael, um, I don't know if it was like a year and a half ago or so. And I was like, how vulnerable would you say you are with me? Mm. Like how close, like how much do you think I truly know you? He was like, I feel like I know you really well. I feel like you're really vulnerable with me. He's saying that about me. Mm-hmm. Um, but he was like, I can't say that I'm 100% vulnerable with mm. you. I can't say that I think you know me fully. And I said, you know, I don't necessarily think that there's anything that I have done mm-hmm. to create that. And he's like, you know, I think that we need to work together to create those moments of vulnerability mm-hmm. so that we actually practice it. And yeah. so we started practicing moments of vulnerability. And um, the way that we do it is we start with surface level things so that it's safer to go into the deep things. Mm. Um, because what we what used to happen is I would mention vulnerability and Michael's like, I can't be vulnerable <laughs> with you. or Because anytime he's thinking about vulnerability, he's going off the deep end. I, I'm, I'm like, oh, I'm you just, are vulnerable? I'll give you vulnerable. I'm like, I'm bleeding. I'm just like, see? You know? Exactly. You now want what? the truth? You <laughs> can't be vulnerable? Yeah. And I was like, okay, can we be like vulnerable on the, the like, surface? regular <laughs> everyday <laughs> things to build the trust for the level? The levels, okay? <laughs> And I think like when we had that paradigm shift, we started practicing what we call unprompted. Yes. Mm. And so we'll just talk about something random. I'll be like, unprompted. I have this song stuck in my head and it's just getting on my nerves. Like just, <laughs> just anything. Ran- yeah. Anything. Yeah. I anything. love that. And it just builds that trust. Yes. Yeah. It's little bits for connection. And it's also things you would have never otherwise shared. Yeah. There's so many random thoughts that go through our head that our spouse would never know. Our friend would never know because 
we're both the type of people we love being asked questions. So mm. we're both the type of people we're not just gonna offer, offer it up. For, yeah. If you're not asking, you obviously don't want to know. Yeah. But we've we've came to the realization no, both of us want to know one one another more deeply. So we're gonna have to be intentional intentional yeah. about offering that up unprompted. And what happened was we did that and we started being unprompted about deeper things mm. and things that require a little bit more trust. And oh wow, that was handled really well. Mm-hmm. And you know. Doing that over time, you can go deeper and deeper. And now there's just a high level of of trust, and there's um, not that fear of of breaking that trust. Yeah, yeah. I would say that in totality, being vulnerable, the way that I viewed it mm-hmm. as a man was, I haven't worked out. Let me go ahead and go to the gym. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna throw three plates, three forty fives <laughs> on each side, mm-hmm. you know, and start lifting, and the reality is that it is good to lift, yeah. but you have to build yourself up yeah. to three plates or else you're going to hurt yourself yes. and cause a lot of damage. And so I had to learn that. And in the meantime, if there was something that was really higher level vulnerability mm-hmm. and we had not treaded those waters yet, then that would be when I would go to a therapist. Yeah. Or whenever I would go to a trusted friend. Mm-hmm. But I, I, I definitely believe that vulnerability piece yeah. has been a game changer for us. And lucky for whoever's listening to this, like you get that now because we started doing that in April of last year. Mm-hmm. And we have been together for over 10 years. Wow. So this isn't something that we have always practiced. Yeah. This is even currently not a finished product. Yeah. But it didn't start off. Yeah. As we weren't like this at 20 years old. Right. You know? so, right. But I think your <laughs> I think your honesty and transparency and vulnerability in even just saying that, because that is the reality of marriage. Yes. Is that it is a journey. It you have to try and be intentional about yes. how you're going to allow this marriage to be healthy and thriving. But I think it takes like you, you just have to be committed to the journey. I think we are such a, we want the results now. Mm-hmm. I mean, we have a culture where people are successful overnight. Mm-hmm. People yeah. are just having phones, iPads and computers and cameras, and they're becoming multimillionaires yeah. at the age of, you know, 10, and, <laughs> you up. know, 14, like young. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so we're producing this like impatient yeah. culture yeah. that just wants it now. And it's, it's even translated even in our relationships. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The second a friend offends you, yeah. I'm done. Yeah. I'm done with you. Cut the off. second a, somebody, you, you know, something is rough in your marriage. Oh, I'm divorcing. Mm-hmm. That's it. You know? Yeah. Um, I, I like, I, it makes me sad because we're not giving love a chance mm. in the way that God designed it to be because we're right. impatient. Yeah. And I think you guys sharing your story as far as like, Hey, we've been married 10 years and we're just now practicing this yeah. and that's okay. Yeah. That doesn't mean that we were doing it wrong. Is it that we grew and we have right. to try new things now? Yeah. Now God is showing up in this way. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Now he's yeah. moving in this way. And I think that that's okay. And you don't hear a lot of people mm-hmm. being transparent in that journey in love. Yeah. It's just like, hey, we're perfect. Look at us. Couple goals. Look at we have the kids. We have the Christmas tree. We have the content. You know, it's like, yeah. follow us in our morning routine. And it's like, everything yeah. is like, the per- the camera is perfectly positioned. Right, and right. the house is immaculate. And the kids are so well being. And I'm just like, 
Where is that? I don't yeah. know. I, I was married 12 years. I don't know. And it was, I mean, even when we were good, it wasn't that. We weren't yeah, that for put sure. together. Yeah. And I just think it's important that we be honest. Yeah. 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 And transparent. Yeah. And you got to try things. You have to be intentional. Yeah. Like we're missing definitely. that. I think that many times also marriage as it evolves you have to practice those different rhythms yeah amanda and i mentioned this to the patreon community so if this is only for paid content then y'all can splice <laughs> it out but we recently uh as of june of last year we started waking up at 5 30 in the morning mm-hmm. together mm-hmm. we didn't mention that on this podcast right not no. yet mm-hmm. okay cool i was just making sure i wasn't repeating myself but we started waking up at 5 30 in the morning together and doing what she mentioned mm-hmm. How was your day yesterday? Mm-hmm. What would make today a win for you? Did you have any dreams? Because, you know, Amanda's prophetic. So yeah, sometimes... So I, be, I be dreaming. Sometimes she be slaying demons. <laughs> I know. Sometimes I love we be waking it. up at 5.30 a.m. in the first 15 minutes of her and her notes out. <laughs> <laughs> I have to write down all my dreams. <laughs> I love that. I need to do better at that because uh, I always forget my dreams if I don't write them down. Yeah, you yeah, write them for down. sure. So that was something that we did... Primarily because we just didn't have a lot of time during the day. Mm-hmm. As our kids got older and as I'm traveling for work or we're doing this mm-hmm. or we're doing that, it's just like, well, this is something that is going to, more than anything, establish a level of unity yeah. with us. And it doesn't always look like bringing out our highlighters with our bibles yeah. and like some sometimes it, it does is. Yeah. many times it does but like it doesn't always look like that you want to know how it looks like sometimes <laughs> sometimes it looks like we were up till 11 30 last night knew we shouldn't have been up <laughs> mm-hmm. now like we're under this couch on a blanket but <laughs> we committed like... to this and i'm just like how was yesterday for you? Yeah. you know I mean? Like that's yeah. that's that's sometimes how it looks. Yeah. Yeah. But you showed up, and that's the that's but you show, you show up. And that's many times what like being in a marriage looks like. It yeah. just looks like showing yeah. up. It's yeah. not glamorous. It's mm-hmm. not mundane. Yeah. It's not clean. Yeah. Those dishes have been there for <laughs> a couple of days. Like it's right. it's it's just not. I blame Disney. I blame Disney because yeah. Disney made it to where it's Prince Charming and yeah. happily ever after. Yeah. And I'm just like, yo, Prince Charming, does he work? Yes. Where are y'all kids at? <laughs> where are your kids? Yeah, yeah for sure. Yeah. For, but so. I think that that I think that that Disney mentality is what we're seeing in culture. Yeah. yeah for it's, sure. Everything is a fairy tale. Yeah. Yes. The trips and the vacations mm. and the right. bling and the gifts and the cars and content and it Mm -hmm. just seems so much like a fairy tale but Mm -hmm. you know coming from a short time in the industry I saw so many people who had perfect lives on camera Mm. and who were hurting so much off camera Mm. that were that were you know that I've had conversations with that were just broken they weren't happy but Mm. you would never tell and I'm not saying that Everybody needs to know your business because mm-hmm. I, I don't believe that. I don't share every hurting moment with my audience, but I do feel like I'm very transparent mm-hmm. um, in showing both yeah. and showing all of it, um, yeah. which is why I named this podcast what I named it. Um, but it, it grieves me mm-hmm. because these are what our children are looking at. Mm-hmm. 
Mm. And are we giving them a fair chance? Mm. Because we're just showing them all the good. Yeah. yeah. But we're not showing them the work. We're not yeah. showing them the perseverance. We're not showing right. them, yeah. we're not giving them any, you know, faith foundation. Yeah. yeah. We're just saying, hey, work hard, make content, create a product, generational wealth. You got to work hard so you can yeah. get generational wealth. But we're not talking about generational spiritual wealth. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. You're depressed, but you're wealthy. Yeah, right. but you're depressed. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. You right. have all the things and yeah. you're miserable. Yeah. Right. When you sit at home, when you're alone, you're miserable. Or there's a yeah. void still like, like, you know, when you're really hungry and that just grab, like that emptiness, emptiness. that you feel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I know that everyone has felt that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not knowing that God so wants to fill that space for you. Yeah. But when we when this is all we see down not and I'm not even just talking about in the secular industry. We're seeing this in the church. Yeah. We don't have enough people of God that are standing before their people, their congregations and being vulnerable and yeah. transparent. Yeah. And mm-hmm. repenting. Right. And like we don't mm-hmm. see that. And I'm and it grieves me because I'm just like, are we setting what are we setting our kids up for? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I that's why it's so important to me to share platforms with people like you mm-hmm. yeah. who love God, make them the center of their life. Yeah. In all ways. Cause I, I've, I spoke with you for two hours and mm-hmm. that was not supposed to be a two hour call, <laughs> but we were just going yeah. and going and, um, but I know that God is the center of your life personally. Mm-hmm. And the way you spoke about your husband and mm-hmm. she just honored you. I mean, mm-hmm. she, I mean, the way she spoke about you, I know that he's the center of your life. Yeah. And then you come together and he's the center of your marriage. And yeah. then you have children and he's the center of your family. Exactly. Yeah. Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, but yeah. we're not making God the center yeah. right. of our lives individually, collectively. Right. And um, yeah, it just... That was kind of a tangent, but no, yeah. it, was so a, pops, it was but a it was a good rant. I'm just like, yeah. I it grieves me. Yeah. And I think a lot of times we don't show people what it actually looks like. Yeah. Because I, I said earlier, man, being with Michael was like a model, an example that actually renewed my mind. I didn't know how to walk in health mm. because all I had seen was toxicity. All right, you guys, at this point, I know we can spot a too good to be true health hack a mile away. Do you check for the latest studies on health aging or do you read labels like it's your job? Come on, be honest. Is that you? Well, congratulations. You're a skeptic. And Ritual knows that every good skeptic deserves a multivitamin that exceeds their standards. Ritual's Essential for Women is USP verified, so you know you can trust what you're putting in your body. Only about 1% of supplement brands on the market have the USP verified mark, which shows that the product contains the ingredients actually listed on the label. I love Ritual Essentials because for women 18 and older, this is one of the few multivitamins that are vegan, non-GMO, project verified, gluten and major allergen free, certified bee crop and made traceable. Gentle on an empty stomach with a minty essence in every bottle that helps making taking your multivitamins enjoyable. No more shady business. Rituals Essential for Women 18 Plus is a multivitamin you can actually trust. Get 25% off your first month for a limited time at ritual.com totality. Start ritual or add a 
Essential for Women 18 Plus to your subscription today. That's ritual.com slash totality for 25% off. All right, back to the show. Okay, you guys, before we continue on with this episode, have you ever been on a hunt for a new doctor and you asked everyone, so I totally know what this feels like. You ask everybody who you know for a doctor that listens to you, knows what you need, makes you feel comfortable. After weeks of searching and asking everyone around town, you finally find the one. It's close to the kid's school, it's close to your house, it's amazing, it checks all the boxes. So then you call the office, you make an appointment, and they actually have an available appointment. Everything is working out just right. But then the receptionist tells you that the perfect doctor that you've been waiting for and you search all over for doesn't take your insurance. I'm telling you right now, wipe the tears, put away the ice cream, and head over to ZocDoc.com to find and book a doctor who is right for you and takes your insurance. We're talking about booking appointments with thousands of top-rated patient-reviewed doctors and specialists. You can filter specifically for ones that take your insurance, that are located near you, and treat almost every and any condition you're searching for. These doctors have verified reviews from actual real patients, not robots. The typical wait time to see a doctor booked on ZocDoc.com is between 24 and 72 hours. That's it. You can even score same-day appointments. You can find the doctor you want and book them immediately with just a few app tabs. ZocDoc is a free app and website where you can search and compare highly rated in-network doctors near you and instantly book appointments with them online. Go to ZocDoc.com totality and download the ZocDoc app for free. Then find and book a top rated doctor today. That's ZocDoc.com totality. ZocDoc.com slash totality. All right, guys, back to the show. Yeah. So we can't expect people to walk in something they've never seen. Yeah. And so what I found that has made a really big difference is if we we did a, a, a marriage retreat. Uh, we were in a yeah. marriage retreat. And Michael and I had recently had, um, I wouldn't call it an argument, <laughs> but it was like, it was like a, this could turn into an argument if it's not handled the right way. Right, 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 right. And so we actually re-roleplayed that in front of everyone. And that was the number one thing that made the biggest difference. Yeah. Wow. The thing is, a lot of times people don't know what it actually looks like. We're talking about, oh, this concept, that concept. Okay, show me. Yeah. yeah. Show me what that looks like. Yeah. You know, like yeah. actually walking through conflict together. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so role play is big. Huge. But yeah. people huge. only want to do that in the bedroom. It's like, you play. I wasn't talking about role playing. I, was, I didn't want to make that joke it's, on your but podcast. It's like, <laughs> but seriously, yeah. but yeah. it's like, no, take, yeah, role play your bed if you're married go for it the bedroom mm -hmm. is undefiled do what you got to do have fun have fun because you should it's it's godly go have fun but it's like role play like mm -hmm. i i worked at chase bank for a long time and we had to go through role plays every morning yeah mm -hmm. we had to go through real life situations what is your response to this yes and i think that is important mm -hmm. to do in your marriage. Yes. Yep. Yes. Okay. Absolutely. You need, okay. The, like, like say there's an argument, you have an argument. And then after you kind of settle things down, you exchange the needs that you need. I need it more of this. I need it more of this. Okay. Let's role play. Exactly. Right now. Yeah. Okay. So let's replay yeah. that conversation yeah. and let's give each other, let, what does that look like? Yeah. yeah. Do you know what I mean? Cause everyone has a perception of what, you know, 
everyone has their own idea of things. Kindness can look a way to you, but it may look different to you. Okay, so what does that look like for you? If you say mm. you need more of X, Y, and Z, what does that look like? Yeah. Right. We're not going that level deeper to like really heal and have a stern, a firm foundation. We're just, I need more of this, and but you're never practicing it. You know? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And I think that one of the things that stuck out to me about that situation at the marriage retreat is we were counseling couples, one couple in particular, who we spent quite a bit of time with after the retreat was over, and they had been married like 34 years. And my naivete <laughs> told me, once you could probably get to about that 20-ish year mark, like, you're, you're good. Like, you're good. Right. You got it figured out. Oh, I was so mistaken because after that couple, there were others to where it's like, y'all been married this long and y'all are still figuring this out. But yeah. the reality is that sometimes people are, people will be perceived as healthy. Mm -hmm. And it's not to the degree that on the outside, you know, we look like yeah. this. And then at home, they're like yelling at each other. Yeah. But sometimes it looks like. On the outside, we look all happy. And then at home, there's suppression. Mm. There's silence. Mm. There's, I'm going to talk to my best friend more than I'm going to talk to my spouse. Yeesh. And so. That was. <laughs> that was me. And so as a result, problems don't get solved. They just yeah. get pushed under the rug and then they fester. Yeah. And then they blow up. And then. In addition to the problem blowing up based off of real feelings, there's also a level of confusion and dissonance because one spouse is expressing this while the other spouse is saying, well, we've been doing it this way for the mm -hmm. last 20 years. Like, where is this coming from? Yeah. So it takes a lot of courage to, um, for those couples who maybe listen to your podcast yeah. there, to move in a different direction after being in your ways for a certain period of time. Um, and like Amanda said, sometimes the best way to do that is to see other people exemplify it, to role play it yourselves. Yeah. The reality is that in the black community, I believe it's like uh, seven out of 10 black children are born out of wedlock. Therefore, the amount of role play that the black community is seeing- With family. With yeah. family is just- is, is just not there. We were literally with um, a group of friends and we realized that in our entire group of friends, we were the only two people who did not have any step-siblings, any half-siblings, and both of our parents were married to the same person. Wow. Mm -hmm. And it was crazy because I was like, but then I started thinking through other friends and I'm like, no. Wow. It is more common. It would be an interesting poll, you know, yeah. to see like, hey, do you have step-siblings, half-siblings, step-parents, wow. you know? Because at the end of the day, that affects yeah. the way that people see family. Absolutely. You know? And it affects um, people. I heard one time from one of my mentors that more is caught than taught. Yeah. Yeah. You can yeah. teach your children all you want to teach them, yep. but if they they're are watching. seeing you yep. do they're something watching. different, more is caught than taught. And I don't yeah. think that we are we are aware of how much the enemy is after the family. Yeah. Oh. He 
<laughs> hates the idea of the family unit. Yeah. And I think I'm seeing it more and more. And as an adult and after going through a divorce and live, I can see how the enemy can just, mm -hmm. just have a field day. Mm -hmm. yeah. And I'm so thankful that God brought me to a place where I'm surrendering all of my life to him mm -hmm. because mm -hmm. it is going to keep my kids healthy yes. mm -hmm. when a lot of kids who have gone through divorces yeah will be hurt and bitter and resentful and that cycle will this cycle won't continue with my children mm -hmm. because of the example that their dad and I are setting yes. and it's not easy and and we've had hard conversations mm -hmm. we've had arguments we've had distance we've had fights of all right cool Bet, don't <laughs> step foot on my porch. When you are here to pick up these kids, you text them and they will come outside. But you don't come through the threshold of that door. We've 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 been through all, now we're, you know, he he's coming over to watch the games with the kids on on the days that he's not, you know, they're they're over at my house and and we can be in the same place and love each other and respect each other. Mm -hmm. For you know, and to be that example for our children, yeah. And and um, I just yeah, I think the if I didn't submit my life to God in this way, I can see how the enemy could just totally keep this cycle mm. going, yeah, and going and going. Because mm -hmm. my grandmother was divorced, mm -hmm. my mm. mother was divorced twice. Wow, I'm now divorced, mm -hmm. and. Although I wasn't the one that broke the cycle, I will make sure that my kids are mm -hmm. the ones that break the cycle by the example that I'm showing, not by just what I'm saying to them, yeah. sure. but what I'm showing them. Sure. Yeah. Because even though God re like released me out of that marriage and, and I believe that that was the healthy thing to do, doesn't mean that God was happy about the divorce. Doesn't mean that God, you know what I'm saying? God doesn't like divorce. Right. He hates it. He hates when the family is divided like that, but I will still be the example to show my kids that um, the right way to at least go about that and, and, and being a godly woman so that they know the type of woman to yeah. marry so that they don't end up in that position. Yes. Right. Do you know yes. what I mean? By being yes. the example, yeah. not by just saying it, but by seeing they walk in my room and they see Bible commentary journal right. devotional. They see me praying. They see. They hear my mm -hmm. conversations. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean by just being that example, like what that. you were saying, but by catching it, yeah. not just being told it. Yeah. Right. You know what I mean. Yeah, and I love that you say that because I. The last thing I want is anyone to feel a lack of hope. Yeah, and feel like they're just a number or just a statistic what? because yeah. you're not. Yeah. The truth is, if you submit your life to Christ, He will redeem yep. that. He'll Come be on. able to use you in the state that you're in and make beauty out of ashes. Yeah. Yes. Um, and so, but that only happens when you, you give it all to him. Yeah. Right. If you're holding certain pieces back and saying, Oh, you can have this God, but you can't have that part. Yeah. We, we can't expect God to breathe on it. But yeah. if you're saying, Hey God, you can have, you can have all of my life. You can have all of the broken pieces. Yeah. He can build it back together yeah. and make something really beautiful. Yeah. Out of it. I don't ever want to be that person. That's like, Oh, divorce is like, you know, the whole, and I, for a second, I was in that bag of like, yes, divorce party, all the things like, yes, girl, we out of this, let's go, you know, but really in like when I was alone in my solitude, you know, it broke my heart because I know it broke the father's heart, mm. even though it, I, I feel like it was the right thing to do. Mm -hmm. 
um, I know that it broke his heart. Mm -hmm. And so therefore it broke my heart. There were pieces Mm -hmm. of me that just were so sad that we could not get to a place where our marriage glorified God mm. because that's where it was at. We weren't at a place where it was glorified. We were awful to each other, mm. you know? Mm. So, um, but I don't ever want to have a platform where that ever gets misconstrued because mm. I'm not yeah. celebrating the divorce and yeah. I'm not glorifying divorce. Right. I'm not, I'm glorifying God and what he can do and how he can redeem and yes. how he can restore yeah. and how he can save and, and comfort even in the hardest of times. So yeah. I don't ever want to, that to be mistaken because I believe in God's word. Yeah. yeah and you're sure. being an example to those who find themselves in a similar situation and they're thinking, man, how can, how can I, how can God still use me? You know, yeah. like, man, I know that divorce isn't ideal. So where do I go from here? here. So for you to say, this is what I'm doing with my children. This is the example that we're setting. Here's how I'm navigating things with, with my ex spouse. Mm -hmm. Like those things and being able to see that will give them hope. Okay. Yeah. I know that there's something I can do. Yeah. So there's a need for that. Yeah. Right. And can I say that unprompted vulnerability? Yes. I've never labeled, I never had, I never said that thing, but we have I'm just thinking back, like now that my ex and I are trying to work and to have a healthier relationship, we're having more moments like that unprompted where he'll say, hey, man, like I'm struggling. Mm. Like this is hard. And then I'll text him. I'm like, this is I'm having like a hard time with Jonah. Like Mm. I'm I'm struggling. I feel like it's my fault. Like just being vulnerable with each other. But it's Mm. building this level of like trust with one another mm-hmm. where we can be on the same team even sure. though we're separate we can still be on the same team for our children yeah. and um it's been something that i'm grateful for wow. because i don't hate my ex mm-hmm. i love him That's good. i don't i don't think we were um healthy in a relationship but he is my family mm-hmm. yeah he is the father of my children how dare i not pray for him mm-hmm. yeah. he is leading my kids yeah you know what i'm saying like how dare i not yeah you know, be there for him or, you know, mm-hmm. any of those things. That's the father of my children. Yeah. Wow. And I still, I want to honor him, even though he's not my husband. Right. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. So I never want to be an example of a, yes, girl, single boss. Uh, no, Yeah. <laughs> no, I honor him because he is the father of my children. I'm right. always going to honor him in yeah. that way as best that I can. I'm trying to do better at that mm-hmm. um, because I want my kids to know that's how you honor a man. Yeah. Yes. And I feel like that's reflective of Christ. Like I heard it recently said, Jesus asked the father, forgive them for they know not what they do while he was still bleeding. Mm-hmm. Like it wasn't like he was resurrected, yeah. got the victory, yeah. walking down, ascended, yeah. seating on the right hand. Yeah. Like, no, no. While you are hurting me, I am praying yeah. for your forgiveness. And that take yeah. you know, man, that takes so much discipline. <laughs> well, and that's why and, and that's so why I wanted discipline. to commend you because mm-hmm. like you're actually showing the 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 love and the heart of Christ being in your situation to take that step. And yeah. what I would say is that as I mentioned before, more is caught than it is taught. Mm-hmm. And so, yes, I believe that. Jonah and I believe you have another child. Caleb named, and Eli. Yeah. Caleb and Eli, right? Mm-hmm. Like they, yes, we pray that they find godly women in the future to where when they, you know, walk in their dorms, there are commentaries and Bibles all mm-hmm. on the ground. Yeah. And 
what is even going to be more beneficial to them is that they are going to go into those situations with such a high degree of healing mm-hmm. and wholeness mm-hmm. that that's who they're going to attract yes. anyways. Yeah. And they're going to be able to discern yeah. the counterfeit Christianity yeah. and, oh, they're coming by. Let me, you know, yeah. pull out Spurgeon, yeah. you know, versus someone who is actually walking with the Lord. Yeah. Because in today's day and age, deception is so prevalent yep. that... Maybe in the times of our parents, mm-hmm. there was, oh, I need to choose what's mm-hmm. between right and wrong. Mm-hmm. And now it's, so- it's about <laughs> discerning what's right, right and almost right. Yeah. What's right 100% versus like right 98%. Yeah. And it requires a high, high level of spiritual discernment that often comes through healing and wholeness. And yeah. so I just want to commend you like on the mom's side Thank for you, you doing what you're doing. Well, and it wasn't always like that because like I told you, there was a point in time where I said, <laughs> do not come to this door. Yeah, yeah. You know, there was a point in time where I was ignoring texts and mm-hmm. I just was, you know, I, I'm like, I ain't your wife. I ain't got to do, I ain't got to be nice <laughs> to you. I ain't got to respect you, you know, and that just, and God, and, 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 you know, in recent time, I'm so glad God has done. It didn't take three or four, five, 10 years. It took months for him to work on my heart and heal my heart. But I know he's real because of the evidence of that. I don't even have a urge to do that anymore. It decreased. The more and more I got closer to God, that decreased. I didn't Mm want to fight back. I didn't want to retaliate. I didn't want to respond negatively or in a toxic way. It decreased more and more as I got to know him Mm -hmm. more and more. And so for single moms, my encouragement to you is, have a relationship with Christ. Yeah, You want a better relationship mm. with that man, with your children's father, or what, have a deeper relationship mm. with Christ because it may not change him, but it will change you. So yes. And um, so, yeah, but we have some questions from Patreon yeah. because my Patreon community is amazing. And so if you guys uh, go to my Patreon, there's a phone number that I have specifically for you guys to send texts and voicemails and ask questions. So we have some relationship questions that I hope you guys can help us out with. Okay. So this is from, let me see if we have a name on here. Um, It says, I'm struggling in my marriage. I've decided to go all in with God and my husband doesn't seem interested. How do I know if I should stay or go? I need clarity and not what I want, but what God wants. Mm. So how does, and I know I can relate to that um yeah but as a godly married couple how should somebody navigate through that the first thing i would say is be patient and be humble yeah patient because this is a temporary season if you're truly seeking the lord and praying for your husband it's only a matter of time before his heart starts to shift but also humility because there have been times in which i am so on fire for the lord I'm seeking God like crazy. And it's just not that kind of season for Michael. Mm, He's walking through a season where it's just like a lot more spiritually dry. And he's just kind of like wading through. And guess what? I've had many seasons where I'm completely spiritually dry. And what I need more than anything is somebody else to speak the Mm -hmm. word over me, to speak life into me. And so 
I think whenever we're on a spiritual mountaintop, we can forget what it's like to be in that valley. Mm. And it's easier for us to judge when we're on top and looking mm-hmm. down, like you're not doing this, you're not doing that. Mm-hmm. Uh, when in reality, th- that spiritual high doesn't last forever. Yeah. yeah, You know, you're gathering your oil and you have all of this oil. That's amazing. That's incredible. And you have to continue seeking the Lord for that. But there will be a wilderness season. Yeah. We all go through one. Yep. Have the humility to say, you know what? I know I'm going to need this at some point. I'm going to keep praying for this man. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be patient for this man. And I'm going to trust God with him. Yeah. Um, and what I would also say is that, you know, um, Michael's busy season for the work that he does is uh, springtime and fall. Um, it's just that's when he gets so many more clients and he's just traveling a ton. And um, it was just this past like October. Um, we were out on a date to sushi. And I was like, by the way, how has your walk with God been? What did you say? Dry. It's so funny <laughs> that you mentioned that because I was like, whenever she was talking about sometimes, you know, you're spiritually high and they're dry and vice versa. I almost interjected and I said, October, <laughs> yeah. August. Mm. You know what I mean? Like we're not talking about four, four years, years ago, ago. Yeah, yeah, when yeah, we yeah. were experiencing like spiritual yeah. dryness. I was experiencing spiritual dryness 90 days ago. Wow. But then here's the thing. July, I I was like, August. shut down my whole ministry. Yep. I don't want to do yep. any of this. Yep. I don't want to live Showed for the Lord. Like, and, yep. and I needed him to yeah. carry me through that season. Yeah. I yep. was not strong during that season. Yeah. I wanted to give up on everything. And so I, yep. if you've gone through enough seasons like that and you don't have pride in your heart, you're going to be able to say, okay, I know I'm not, yeah. not going to be batting a thousand. Yeah. Let me have patience and yeah. humility in this and let me pray. Yeah. Uh, because if you if you love the Lord, you know that the prayers of a righteous person are powerful and effective. Yeah. 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 So so good. There's a scripture. I'm trying to find it. Um, and I don't even have my phone to like quickly search it, but it basically talks about what was happening was women in the church were getting saved. Mm-hmm. And they're like, all right, we're saved now. So I guess now we got get to leave our husbands, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and Paul's yeah. like, no, <laughs> <laughs> because like your kindness and your walk can actually like Say, lead your yeah. lead your husband mm-hmm. to Christ, yeah. you know. So in gentleness, in yeah. gentleness, the quiet and gentle spirit. Mm. Yes. that doesn't mean that you don't get to say anything to your husband. That means when you do say something, it's gen- yeah. it's gentle. Yeah. When I, when I came to Michael, I was like, "How's your walk with the Lord been?" It's like it's been dry. I didn't come with condemnation, like. Why aren't you being yeah, worried? Yeah. You know, I've been seeking God, like blah blah blah. And I was just like, you know what? We'll 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 see him together. You know, like what's what's one thing that you can do this week? I think I said, what's one thing you can do this mm, week yeah. that would just cultivate a better relationship with the Lord? Yeah. Mm. And then after that, it was just like, boom, things changed after mm, that. Right. That was gentle. Yeah. You know, right. if I had a critical spirit, yeah, then that would turn my husband yeah. off towards the Lord. Yeah, most so, definitely. Yeah. And what I would also say too is. Honestly, that dryness was circumstantial. Yeah. I was on 12 flights in six weeks. <laughs> yeah. Like, I was flying tired, all yeah. over the country. I was tired. Uh, there was one day that I woke up in Dallas, flew to Idaho, slept in Salt Lake City. Mm. Like, I was so busy. Yeah. And it just made it difficult, yeah. you know? But then, because my company, I work with, Schools and colleges and mm-hmm. universities, those are my clients. When they're slow, 
Like, I'm slow. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I'm not helping nobody during finals week. So we get to, you know, January, uh, end of November, December. Now we're in January. I got my Bible ready. You know what I mean? I'm like, oh, I feel really, really great. And so, as Amanda said, those seasons of like mountain high, valley low, like those come with the walk. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I believe even that's... By, even single. Without marriage. Without marriage. Without it marriage. comes even without it. You without will have marriage. it. And, and prayerfully, y'all got some friends, a church community, yes. a discipler right. that can fill in that gap of being someone in your life to encourage you through those dry seasons. Right. right. Because guess what happens? Sometimes people are single and they have the wrong expectations yeah. of marriage and don't anticipate dry seasons in marriage and then when they hit a dry season in marriage they think that something's wrong yep. when it's just like no that's just the cycle yeah everything is not always up, up and to yeah. the right you know yeah. so that's one thing i would say and then the last thing i would say as well is because our marriage is supposed to model the marriage between christ and his bride mm-hmm. you have to ask yourself does christ leave me when i'm spiritually dry mm. yikes that's so good yikes that's and so if good. not then that's a different voice speaking to you. Mm-hmm. Especially if there's no abuse. And I'm just going to yeah. say that. No abuse, if there's, no if there's abuse, there's, that's a different conversation. Right. right. But that's if different. there is no abuse and he is just not sp- as spiritual as you, be patient. Yes. yes. And pray because what God can do. I've seen it. If I've, I've seen it too. I've I have seen it. seen it. Many times. Yes. 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 Like throughout my life, I have seen mm-hmm. couples go through that. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um. It's and it's amazing what happens when a woman decides mm-hmm. to be patient yep. and right. pray right. for her for her husband. Okay, right. we got one and, more question. And I'll say this as well, because the person was anonymous, like it's not personal, but yeah. for anybody, have you prayed about it as much as you've complained, complained about, about it? it? Yeah. Straight up. Yeah. Because if not, then you could be part of the solution. Yeah. And because of your lack of prayers, yeah. like you're holding back. And to be because I'm like, I could go on about this all day. <laughs> be, mi- be mindful of what you are saying and communicating to other people. Mm. If you are struggling in your marriage, everybody doesn't need to know your business. Talk about mm-hmm. it. You, if you need prayer, then just say, hey, pray for us. Mm-hmm. Pray for my husband. Pray for me. Just pray for us. You know, God is like, speak life into that situation. But going to your family and friends mm, right mm, mm, and mm. complaining about your marriage Talk about and it. complaining about your spouse and I am guilty of I have done it and I'm guilty of I've been guilty of that mm. I don't believe that that is a healthy way if you are re- if you truly want restoration right. in that yes. marriage right yes. that to me is evident that you really don't because right. you're already planting seeds mm-hmm. I did it Planting seeds to everybody else, setting yourself up for the divorce. Mm. I'm going to. So when you guys hear this divorce, you ain't going to be shocked because I didn't told everybody mm. we struggling. Mm. I didn't told everybody you don't talk to God. I didn't told everybody you ain't never in your word. I didn't told everybody all the awful things that you said to me. Mm. And it just feeds more into the direction of divorce than it does. Like, are you going to God? Mm. Are you speaking to him? Because he's the one that created that man. Mm. And you need to go to God. And that's that's the type of wisdom that you get when you're on the other side of it. So good. I'm mm. not, I would never encourage anyone to leave their husband, especially if there's no abuse going on. Mm. But never encourage that. You need to seek God until God moves. Mm-hmm. That's so good. Because yeah. he is not caught off guard 
by anything. Yeah. Mm. So this spiritual dryness that he's experiencing, God ain't caught off guard by that. Right. right. And if you seek him, he will give you the answer and so he will good. show up. So good. But it doesn't mean he's going to show up on your timing. Right. He's going to show up when he, on his timing. Yeah. You got to be patient and you got to persevere because a marriage is a covenant. Yeah. Mm. And you don't just break that just because he having a rough couple months right? <laughs> or right. even a rough couple of years right? or even if you've just excelled, excelled. maybe yeah. he's in the same place that you were yeah. and you just, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Like we'd be patient. And, and maybe he's not, you know, just because you're on fire for God looks a certain way. His on fire for God may not look that way. Thank you. That's okay. Thank you. That's yes. all right. Just because you want to knock and bug in the church and shouting and jumping and dancing. Right. He might just lift a holy right hand and Come that's on. okay. That, is, that okay. is okay. Especially because that person was like, I have decided to go yeah. all in. Yes. That is not insinuating that your husband is all out. Yeah. That just means you want to take things to another level. Like with Amanda and I, mm -hmm. I have been more consistent with like health, nutrition, and fitness. And I never was like telling Amanda, oh, you should be going to the gym with me or let's do this together or, yeah. stuff or whatever. Mm -hmm. But, you know, uh, not that long ago, she was like, you know, you're... Uh, journey with the gym and fitness has been like really inspiring to mm. me and I'm going to start doing this and this and I'm going to sign up for these classes mm. and I'm a blah, 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 blah. And that's not something that I asked for her from her, but that's part of marriage yeah. is inspiration going yeah. both ways, yeah. you yeah. know? So I think uh, that's so good. I could talk. Yeah, so that that question we could have started with that and went in a direction because that we're gonna have to. You guys are gonna have to come back and and we can sit and dig through more relationship stuff because yeah. I think it's needed. Yeah. I think it's needed for um, culture, but I believe that this platform is for both. And I, and I really want it to be for those who are really trying to pursue God mm -hmm. and have that yearning to do it and do it the right way. And so these conversations, I just feel like are so necessary. Yeah. And I'm so thankful that you guys came. Mm -hmm. um, make sure you guys follow all that they have going on on their social media platforms. We'll have all of that information in the description. Um, make sure you follow the podcast and in totality on all streaming platforms, my Patreon community. We have bonus content of the Pittmans on my Patreon. Bonus content that you don't want to miss. Um, and yeah, just join everything. We got so much stuff going on on the Patreon. Make sure you join the Village community. Subscribe to the YouTube. And I'll see you guys next week. Thank you guys so much for being here. Well, I, I can't wait. Come us. back, please. Like, we'll let's do we'll something back. again. We'll be back. Yes. We'll be back. You're supposed to be coming to Dallas. I'm coming. I'm coming. <laughs> I'm coming to Dallas, y'all. Yeah. So we love you guys. And we and we pray that this was encouraging to single women, to married women, yeah. single men, married men. All, I just pray that it was encouraging to you and that you got something. So we'll see you guys next week. Love y'all. Hey, you guys, before you go, I just wanted to say how grateful I am for your love and support. If you've enjoyed this episode, please take a moment and share it with a friend or a family member. If you could do me one huge favor, head over to Apple Podcasts and leave a five-star rating and a heartfelt review. It helps others just like you discover the podcast. You guys, let's continue to spread the inspiration. For more about me and the podcast, visit www.themeganashley.com. Until next time, stay encouraged that you are so valuable and so loved.